joining us. This is Sipping Tea with Nat and Z. I'm Nat. And I'm Z. Hello, hello. Good Hola, morning. Hola, como estas? Konnichiwa. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, All and good above. night. <laughs> and good night. Yes, yes. Uh, wherever Stays. you are listening from. Right, right, right. All our international followers, we love you. Thank yes. you for listening, whatever time this is. Mm-hmm. So today, intimacy. Mm-hmm. Mm, tough topic, interesting topic, and definitely something that people have preconceived notions about. Absolutely. That it is not what you think it is. No, indeed it is not. Indeed it is not. Mm -hmm. So we're going to jump right into it because we got a lot of information to share with you all today. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the tea of the day. I'm not going to go through the disclaimer because we're not talking about actual tea. Right. Drinking tea. Uh, Natalie has some um, tea houses, tea Mm -hmm. spots that she's sharing with um, all of you all. So what is the, I would say the tea spot on the table? Yeah. So this is part of our little spring series of teas, tea places to attend. So this one on the docket is Ching Chang Cha. It's on Wisconsin Ooh, Avenue. Hold on. North- let me, let me just brace myself. Cause I wanted to laugh at that and that's not right. Go ahead. <laughs> tea. It's in Wisconsin Avenue, um, in Northwest DC. Reservations are not necessary. Seating times are from 11 to 7, Thursday through Mondays. And the tea menu is served um, a la carte. So this is an afternoon tea at Ching Chang, Ching Ching Cha, I apologize. Um, It immerses you in like the traditional Chinese tea ritual, and it celebrates the art of tea, which I think is pretty dope. So definitely one of those places when we're going to take a field trip, and we'll tell you about when we get there. Um, so you gather around these rosewood tables or platform seating and you have like natural sunlight. It's very decorative. Um, it comes to a, a sunlight or what have you. There's a lot of ritualistic tea information that you find out while you're there and you kind of learn about it while you're relaxing and learning the nourishing properties of tea. Uh, food accompanies this sort of um, delicacies such as like dumplings, soup and sweets to round out this elevated tea experience. So I think it's something you all should definitely check out. Um, There's iced tea also available, uh, which is the alternative to the hot blended house brewed tea and fruit juices. And after after finishing your afternoon tea, feel free to pop into the shop where you can get all of the little tea accoutrements that you may have used during your tea experience. So definitely check it out. I think it's something that you may enjoy. Yes, that sounds a delightful, a delightful, delightful place to visit. Mm -hmm. Um, We just so you are uh, aware, there's no real hot tea. Um, Other well, there's two things, and I'm still trying to confirm if one is an April Fool's joke or not. So I have to wait. But I heard if you're a fan of Abbott Elementary and Mm -hmm. you've been following Abbott Elementary, then you know um, that Janine, which is Quinta Brunson's character, we were introduced to her sister, um, I think two episodes ago. And her sister, I forgot what her character's name is, but she's on The Bear, that show The Bear, if you've seen that. Mm -hmm. Um, If you haven't seen that, the main character is a character, I forgot what his name is, in Shameless, but he was one of the brothers in Shameless. He was a really smart one in Shameless. Um, And uh, I I started watching it. It's pretty good. I haven't finished it. (laughs) Um, 
I'm, I'm, I just haven't finished it. I'll finish it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they've had the issue as sisters and it's in relation to their mother. So everybody's been wondering when we're going to meet the mother. Apparently we're going to meet the mother soon because Taraji P. Henson has been casted as the mother. Now, I don't know how true this is. It was on Variety. So I saw it on a hood entertainment site first and I was like oh this definitely has to be April Fool's and then I saw it on Variety <laughs> and so I was like well maybe it's true so we'll we'll, we'll confirm in a couple days after April Fool's has passed um the other piece of tea is a few uh I guess like a couple weeks ago the last episode if you've been listening um uh, Jonathan Majors was arrested mm-hmm. and arraigned for uh, domestic violence um, against his girlfriend. And there's been a lot of chatter uh, surrounding that. And I, you know, kept, I still am keeping my uh, information, my opinions about this matter to myself fully until all the whole story um, comes out. But it's not looking good for you, your boy. Really? Um, his attorney. I don't know who he has as an attorney, but his attorney is not giving what he should be giving. Um, and maybe because Jonathan Majors isn't like at like I would expect, I guess the level of legal representation I'm expecting for Jonathan Majors is what I expect for like um uh, jo- uh, uh Johnny Depp or uh. Uh, yeah. a Denzel Washington or uh, I don't think he is because he released these text messages that he's saying will prove that Jonathan Majors is innocent of what he did. Mm. But the text messages actually read that I did it, that he did it. And the girlfriend is just retracting because she feels bad because it's really affecting his career. Not because he didn't do it. Oh. Um, she's basically like, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. Um, I told the cops that, you know, I grabbed, this all happened because I grabbed your phone. So if somebody says this all happens because I grabbed your phone, it leads me to believe mm. that you feel like you're responsible for his outburst because you grabbed his property. Right. Um, and regardless, yes, you should keep your hands to yourself and you should keep your hands off of other people's property, but that doesn't give that person the right to then choke you to Agreed. the point where you, it, you pass out. Correct. Like, um... It, and allegedly, so right. I, I'm I'm keeping a close eye on this. Um, uh, I don't know. It's not like I said. It's not looking good for your I boy. I thought somebody will have um, advised him to get a better lawyer. I'm assuming now. that somebody probably did because let me just say this: if I were his attorney, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have just right. said we adamantly support our clients. Um, innocence innocence and we will you know we have whatever evidence that will prove that he's not responsible or guilty for this action um this is all we're going to say at the matter at this time and then i would leave it at that because you say he's not innocent but then he gets arraigned and when you get arraigned it's telling me that the da feels like they have enough evidence to actually charge your client um and then she went to the hospital and apparently oh. there were visible enough, the, the bruises that were on her were visible enough and severe enough for them to, to, the police to decide to take her to the hospital. Apparently she passed out from being choked. So she didn't choke herself. Right. Um. So because of those facts, I would have, as his lawyer just said that, left it alone and I'm speaking purely from a legal standpoint, folks. I'm not speaking 
so don't come at me. I'm speaking from a legal standpoint. Legally, if he would have done, like, from a legal standpoint, doing that and representing my client, we know that social media rules everything. Yep. The more fuel, it's a fire. And the more you give it, the, the, the greater the fire is going to grow. Mm-hmm. If you just said that and left it alone, people would have forgot about it. Or, or at least stop talking about it yeah. for a while because our attention span and the news cycle is so short. Two seconds. It wouldn't have even been a blip, right? Mm-hmm. It would have been a blip and then people would have forgotten about it until something else came out, right? Because think about it. We've forgotten all about Tory Lanez being locked up. Uh. But Tory Lanez has been appealing. He has a new attorney, all of these things. So like a story will come out and I'm like, damn, I forgot all about Tory Lanez. You know what I'm saying? I've been more focused on the fact that, let me say, I've been saying, I will hope Megan's good. I hope she's taking care of herself. The bitch has been taking care of herself. She's been drinking her water, working out and minding her business. Let me tell you, her body, she looks amazing. Her body. Mm. Who is her trainer? Because I used to watch her little training sessions that she had Let me tell you, I'd be like, oh, that's what you do? Let me get myself in the gym and follow your workout, ma'am. Hello, good morning. Because let me say something. I don't want a bad built body. I don't want a built a, a, a Build-A-Bear body. I don't want a Lego body, a Mr. Potato Head body. <laughs> I want a Megan Thee Stallion body. And what I mean by that is all, natu- all natural. Like, I'm not going to yes. say she, she didn't. She could have gotten some stuff sucked or whatever. But she's not silicone filled. No. She looks good. Good. I'm talking about like if I would see her in the street and she wasn't Megan the Stallion, she I would literally go to her and say, ma'am, ma'am, you's a bad bitch. You look good from head to toe. I saw a couple of her pictures just this week and I was like, OMG. And you can tell like because I've been on social media enough. I can tell people who have gotten work done and who have gotten like some work, but have worked on themselves. Some little enhancements. Right. I feel like she's probably maybe had some lipo, right? But I'm for that. Yeah. She's probably had, yes, she probably had a little bit of lipo sucked out her sides and her Mm -hmm. stomach. I'm not going to, I ain't going to take that away from her, but everything else, her ass, you could tell that is her ass. And this is... It don't look like Nikki's. You can tell people's asses are real the way that it jiggles. That's yes. a real ass right there. That is a real mm-hmm. ass. Beyonce has had work done. I don't think she's had implants, silicone, mm-hmm. but I definitely think she's probably had a butt lift. Yeah. Maybe her breast lifted. Something sucked here after and the there. After right? The after the babies. And that's your business. Mm-hmm. You know? But the mommy, the mommy makeover. Yeah, but she ain't got no silicone in the ass, no silicone in the in the. All that is just too much in the face. Her mm. face is looks good. It's slim. It's proportional. She just. I'm sorry, but she just looks good. She's uh she's out here looking absolutely amazing, amazing. and she looks her age. True, which is not. Which is a lot of girls that are her age aren't looking their age they because they're old. already getting fillers and all that stuff. She looks good. Sorry for going on that rant, but she looks good. She looks good. I can't. I, she looks good. Yeah. I saw her perform uh, like a quick little thing from her performance at like the AT&T Festival in mm-hmm. Houston. 
sis hair is on like she just looks good so yeah. kudos to you mel let me tell you mel meg if there was ever somebody that was like i'm gonna take a break and when i come back i'm gonna have both of my feet on your necks <laughs> on your neck be, i'm gonna have both my feet on your neck stallion. it would be megan the stallion because she came out with her feet on everybody's neck collectively like, say something because you can't and let me tell you karma is real Energy is real. And mm. I feel like the energy you put out, I say this all the time, is the energy that you come back, you get back. And I feel like when you do good or when you're being truthful and you're being true to yourself and who you are, you look it. Mm. I'm just going to say, sis looks like she's been doing what she's supposed to do and karma has been serving her well. So. Definitely drinking her water. <laughs> but mm. that's it. Nothing else. All righty, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump right into it. And we're back. So, we're talking about intimacy. A lot of people have a preconceived notion of what they think it is. They think it's purely sexual, which it is not. So it's a feeling of closeness and connection in an interpersonal relationship. It is an essential part of intimate relationships, but it also plays an important role in your relationships with your friends, your family, you know, and other acquaintances and how you relate to individuals. To strengthen your relationships, you should really try to work on, there's four different types of intimacy, physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual. So most people think intimacy is physical automatically, and it, it is so much deeper than that. And, you know, not all relationships have intimate um, type of relationships. You know, they just don't get to that level. Some are kind of surface and dictate how you in- interact with people. So the physical one, which everyone automatically goes to, refers to your body closeness. You know, it can involve hugging, kissing, personal space, holding hands. But it's not exclusive to mm-hmm. partners, to romantic partners. Because think about mother and child, father and child relationships. You hug and kiss your child and you hug, you know, you keep them close to you. You hold hands. Um, and that's a non-sexual type of intimacy. You know, involves safe touch, you know, enhancing. It can also, of course, enhance feelings of physical closeness, which is where everyone's kind of mind goes to. But One of these things that you need to make sure that you're having is an open conversation about what level of intimacy is comfortable for you and what boundaries are associated with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's so important to make sure you're cultivating that, but making sure everybody is on the same page, Mm -hmm. in the same book, in the same library for what they consider is okay for physical closeness. Um, And then as far as emotional... This one, I think, is is one of the more um, challenging ones because a lot of folks are not emotionally equipped to understand or engage in what this would look like. Um, it, kind of being transparent with your feelings and your fears and you don't feel like you're going to be judged so you can be open and vulnerable. Like we talked about this when we did our episode on vulnerability. Um, you need to take risks and be open to have this type of intimacy with somebody and you not necessarily, I guess an example would be, for example, I was on a plane once mm-hmm. and this lady was sitting next to me and divulged all her personal inter- inter- intimate relationship 
goings ons with me. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't have an intimate relationship with that person. I did not want that right information. Right. But you know, but some people, you know, there's a there's levels to this. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be developed by listening better and being able to be to speak clearly and feel like you're heard. Right. Which I think is like huge because a lot of people don't feel like they're heard. So they don't open themselves up. They're not vulnerable. And so they're not able to develop this level of intimacy or this type of intimacy. You know, you, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think when it comes to relationships, when we're talking about um, romantic relationships, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a there is a, a disconnect. Mm hmm. Between the physical intimacy and emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because I'm someone, for example, I don't, I, it's hard for me to have physical intimacy with someone if there's no emotional intimacy there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, that's just, it's just difficult. I think and, it's part of trust. Yeah. And there's also even a term for it. I forgot what the term is for it, but it's like people who can't be physical with someone until they feel like there's a deeper, if there's a connection. deep connection there, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's just difficult. It's just, yeah. it's just difficult. Um, but I feel like some people, like you said, when we're talking about intimacy, some people just feel like the only intimacy there is, is focusing on is the it? physical. Mm-hmm. There isn't, I, f- I feel like that's the main one that people talk about and people don't realize that there has to be for a lot of people, there has to be an emotional connection in order for you and an emotional Im- intimacy mm-hmm. in order to get to that physical intimacy. Agreed. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I have a point for when you're done. Yeah. But that's in romantic relation. Well, not even I'm speaking from a a romantic sexual relationship, but you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, it's also from a familial standpoint Mm -hmm. too, because I feel like when, if you aren't able to hug your parents, your children, um, if you aren't able to express that type of physical love and intimacy with your with with someone who's in your family or friends, it is definitely rooted in some lack of emotional mm-hmm. intimacy. It, yeah. I just feel like it is. It makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. You're like you're very disconnected, like the strong, silent type that the person knew that they they'll say their their partner or not their partner, their parent loves them, but they just don't show it. Right. Right. That still causes an emotional disconnect for that person later. Right. Because now they're like, I didn't get hugs when I was little. I didn't get this and that. So now they can't. They don't know how to do that. They don't know how to do that beyond just hitting the skins in the romantic sense. In the bro. Yeah. Cause I think it spills over in your non sexual intimate relationships will spill over into your romantic relationships and how you engage with your partner. Absolutely. I yeah. feel like in my family growing up, there was definitely a lack of both physical mm-hmm. intimacy and emotional intimacy. My family mm-hmm. was just, and I feel like you will find this a lot in black African-American, African-American families. I feel mm-hmm. like for for some people, for some, we were slower to the gentle parenting, um, <laughs> emotional wellness of our loved one movement, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like, you know, a lot of us were, you know, some of it they say is rooted in slavery. Mm-hmm. A lot of us Which were, I get. yes. I can see why that is. I would say like Gen X and elder millennials, a lot of us were raised by our grandparents. Mm-hmm. And not because our parents were like on drugs, like some, okay, drugs and other habits, right. but some, our parents had to work. Both parents had to work. So we had yeah. to go to grandmom and grandpop's house 
to, you know, be watched or taken care of. And Mm -hmm. I feel like our grandparents didn't really know how to give us emotional and physical intimacy because they never received it. Because think about how far removed your grandparents were from slavery. Right. Not like right. Their family, their parents probably weren't a hop, skip, and a jump away from right. slavery. So when you look at it like that, or even in the Jim Crow era and just how we were treated, it's like, it, and it's rooted, and I don't want to keep going because we still have other parts to this, but even mm-hmm. with Black women specifically, I find it difficult for us to really engage in emotional intimacy because we're, we were fed this lie. And it is a lie that we have to always be strong. Mm, that part. And because we don't know how not to be strong, mm-hmm. we are unable to really fully step into that emotional side mm-hmm. of us that allows us to have that emotional intimacy. And I think that that is why a lot of us confuse and I might get a kickback for this. Sorry. But a lot of us confuse physical intimacy with emotional intimacy. Yes. And so when we get into these relationships with these men mm-hmm. and then they have sex with us and then they don't call us yes. or they just start acting brand new afterwards. It's we don't understand it because we haven't connected the fact that there is an emotional intimacy that needed to be involved for mm-hmm. us that didn't need to be involved for, for them. them. Because they really can't. They are of two minds. They yeah. really can separate. Yeah. They I mean, really don't, don't get it twisted. There are some women that can separate oh, the two. for sure. For sure. <laughs> there are some women Money. that just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. But, and I'm done. Thank you. Right. But I feel like for a lot of women, that's where we have run into some trouble mm-hmm. when we're trying to have connections and build relationships with men because that emotional intimacy we have have we have just seen it as physical intimacy. We have that. Yeah. Oh, well, if you're physically intimate with me, then that means there's some emotional attachment right. there. And, and that's not. not. That's how people I think it. And it and it's interesting that you got to that point because I was going to bring that up too. I think that's how, you know, the friends would benefit. Someone always catches feelings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how you develop situationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that situationships never evolve into a relationship because you have confused the two. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both people, both entities are coming to the table with what they think they can handle. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this um, <laughs> where a female is like, oh, I can do anything you can do, I can do better. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's not the case because just based on the feminine space, how we're set up, we're being, you know, we're, we're receiving. Mm-hmm. And when you receive, there's just so much more internally that you are going to attach to, not for some, but for a lot, you know, on, as to why they can operate on this, you know, I'm not dealing with you emotionally, but I think I am, but I don't realize I am until it's too late mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you really have psyched yourself out thinking I'm not going to get emotional. I can do whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the back of your mind, it's something that you crave because it's just natural to crave that at some point. And then you get attached. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unbeknownst to you or you don't realize it. And that's why, you know, People get ghosted and then you upset. You got ghosted and the person was like, I told you what it was. I told you what it was. And they're looking at you, but, but I did all this stuff for you and think about how, and I know this is like kind of off to the side, but I think it's a, it's a huge part of how 
relationships do and do not work, which speak to a whole bunch of other topics that we've touched upon. Mm-hmm. Because you really feel like you're you're attached to this person in some way, shape, or form, and you don't want to seem too eager to be with the person, so you fall back, but you know that you really want to be connected, and the connection that you get is sexual, and now y'all think y'all go together, mm-hmm. and, no, and no, y'all don't. Right, because a lot of us just crave the emotional intimacy. I crave, I love emotional intimacy. I love yeah. feeling... I love, I love, I think my two, if you know, if, if you equated these to love languages, mm-hmm. right? I feel like mine would be a, a emotional and mental because yeah. I feel like everything else will just fall into place naturally. I if agree. I'm not, if I'm not connected to you on a mental level, a mentally intimate level or emotionally intimate level, then there's no, there's no hope for us. Yeah. Yeah. I There's no hope for us. There's no hope right. for us. Because I'm not going to be able to have that physical level of intimacy with you because I don't have that mental or emotional level mm-hmm. of intimacy. Like I have had in the past, <clears throat> like in my 20s, I remember dating someone in a relationship with someone. Um, and this person was like head over heels for me. It was very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just could not connect with them on a mental level. Like there yeah. was there was just it was lacking. And I told them, I said, I can't do this. Yeah. You just like this, this here, this brain of yours don't work. <laughs> it, it don't work. And I can't, I, it just don't work. It don't work. And I, we're not at the same level mentally. And they tried right. to their credit. They really tried, but I was like, but now you're trying too hard. And it's just like, it should just come naturally. And if it doesn't, then it's yeah. just forced because you're not, this is not who you, this is just not in you. Who you are mm-hmm. when you're with that person. Because think about it. When you are in a relationship with somebody or you're getting to know someone, you sometimes look at people and you're like, how the hell are they together? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. seriously, like how, how do y'all two end up together mm-hmm. without thinking, and you take the physicality out of it. There's that mental um, stimulation where you can talk about ideas and perspectives that stimulates you in a different way that causes you to think outside the box and kind of is new and exciting. And, you know, those type of things add weight and interest to a relationship that if y'all just bumping, you know, skins, y'all not really going to talk right? But so much. So there's no room for that intellectual um, or mental um, connection to So happen. this is a good place to actually talk about what that means, right. what it means to actually have a mental level or intellectual intimacy it, well, intimacy at a mental or intellectual level is right because you think about like some people will talk for hours mm-hmm. about whatever and you're challenging each other you're you're trying to make yourself you without necessarily i think setting out to help change that person's point of view mm-hmm. you present it or you engage in such a way that that person pauses and is like okay i'm kind of challenged on this mm-hmm. let me go back and forth with this with this person and then you kind of discover things together you have stimulating discussions you feel safe to expressing mm. your views that's very vulnerability comes into play yes again. that is you know very I mean? key that is very because think about key. it when you when seduction happens if we're going to go on the physic on the uh, romantic partner thing for some women and men the seduction starts with the intellectual conversations not with the physicality because that maintains the interest that you have with that person 
if you are able to have those types of conversations and intimate um, expressions of yourself, you're curious, you share points of view, and you can debate and feel safe and not mm-hmm. judged, mm-hmm. which is huge. Because now if you don't feel judged, you're able to let down your guard. If you're able to let down your guard, then that next step could be that emotional component. That emotional component is is fulfilled. Now you can possibly go into the to the the physicality of it. Mm-hmm. And those I think is when people say they have like mind-blowing sex or the person is just connected like on another level mm-hmm. or something like that and they're just like I'm challenged, you're making me think. Cuz think about it nowadays, do people think? No. Which yeah. is why I don't think people can have conversations and they're not even when you said like with the Gen Zers or X or whatever that they're not getting married and they're not getting in relationships because they're not intellectually evolved enough to have these types of conversations it's, because everything is instant gratification. I need it now. I need it now. And you can't talk about anything because nobody knows how to talk to each other because everybody's texting. Right. I, I read this article recently about IQ and what does like, is if what your IQ is, if whatever your IQ is at, at a, as a young child, mm-hmm. does it, you know, increase, does it ever decrease or whatever. And I read this article. It was very interesting. It was saying like, you know, that whatever you know when you're younger your 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 IQ is your IQ and it can get increased but when you get into your 20s mm-hmm. there's like fluid IQ where after like the, your early 20s your IQ starts to like decline and Ooh. you're not as smart as you used to be mm. which makes sense because your brain changes we know yeah. this like as we get older we forget things yeah. or whatever um, and that's why it's important to continue to read and keep your mind stimulated and active. Um, right. But that, I mean, I feel like these kids never even reach their full IQ potential. No. They just are like, They're these stunting. kids are very, I, this is a little off topic, but my yeah well facts my husband sent me um a, a video today from youtube and it was like an inside edition uh segment where they were talking about n- kids nowadays don't want to drive wait what they don't want to drive they don't want to learn how they to don't drive. want a license that they was don't like, want a license that was like the business yeah they don't want a license and the kid was like one girl was like oh it's just too scary to be behind the wheel I'm just have too much anxiety. It's just too much, right? What? What is your anxiety from? I guess. Well, I mean, think about it. Driving cars, all of this. Um, this one kid was like, yeah. This one kid was like, well, I mean, why do I need to drive when I have Uber? Like, Um, it's like, and then they showed this other kid, and the other kid was like, well, I like to drive, but I wanted to learn how to drive so I could have more freedom. But like these kids really just don't want to do anything. And they definitely don't want to. Yeah, they definitely don't want to take the time to be mentally stimulated by somebody or stimulate somebody mentally. So I understand why there is a there is a growth, a a stunt in the growth of positive, healthy relationships. You know, I I, I was looking at it. I was like, you know what? I love TikTok for what it is. But if they ban it, so be it, because I feel like TikTok was what kind of sent us over the edge. (laughs) It really sent us down. These kids be like rabbit hole, y'all. Yeah. Oh, this one girl was like, oh, look at me. I put my jeans around my neck and now I can, I I discovered this new way of trying on jeans and you don't have to even try on the jeans. You take your jeans, the jeans you want and put around your neck. And if they touch, then that's your waist size. And I'm like, girl, you know, we've been doing that since we were like, you ain't discover shit. Well, that's like that other, that one, um, what was it? The, the award show. And they were like, it was so nice that Missy Elliott 
that they gave Missy Elliott a platform. I was like, what? It was like like, the Super Bowl. It was the the Super Super Bowl. Bowl. (laughs) I'm like, then I saw they were like, this one girl called like the baby hairs sticky bangs. And they like, bitch, that is called baby hairs. You ain't discovered that. But but anyway, sticky bands. Uh, We're getting off the topic, but that, that, I mean, hello, if you, but I, I, I use that to say, you're dumb, so you aren't <laughs> going to be able to mentally be intimate right. with anybody because you don't even take the time to educate yourself, yourself. about the shit that you're saying out of your freaking mouth. That's what I'm saying. Like, everything is so, like, think about, and I know but, this is... But side yeah. note, before you go there, we do sound like them two old puppets <laughs> from the Muppets sitting up his <laughs> curmudgeon, these goddamn kids, get off my lawn. That just... <laughs> I, 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 and I'm fully aware of that, folks. Okay, so y'all don't have and to I'm hit okay me up. With that because yeah. <laughs> I don't want all the stuff that we may have built in our generation to just fall and crumble because y'all are too lazy and dumb. Yeah, to intellectualize and comprehend what you need to do to maintain it. Yeah. So, Honestly, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So, oh, what's the next thing? Because the next before. one is spiritual, spiritual intimacy. So, before I get into this, I the first um example that I have of this is like when it for those those of you on the show who listen to the show who have watched different worlds right yeah walk walk with me through this Cree Summer and Gary Durden I can't remember their right names right now um Shaza and Freddie yes Mm -hmm. like they had that whole little spiritual Spiritual intimacy yes intimacy twin flame yes like I see you yes type of thing and when I say I see you that they see that person for who they are and who they represent that's a very good example Uh you know and that's that was the, the one thing that I thought of when I was going through this for me to illustrate that um the best way because that's something you can see mm-hmm. a connection or some people may equate it to like the seventies and flower children and people were all lovey dovey on a strip. I mean, there were a lot of drugs involved in that. Or Erica Badu and whoever she's yeah, with. Whoever she with at, at the time. Yes. <laughs> because those men are under her spell. Mm-hmm, yes. I'm telling you, wearing cardigan or those um crochet pants, Tommy. <laughs> I'm just saying, you have to be spiritually connected on another level to wear some crochet pants. You still find those, sir. Side anyway, note, whatever she does, girl. Yo, she made a candle over her vajayjay. Y'all heard that right? Yes, I, I just, whatever she got going on over there, whatever. Yeah. Hooju, hooju, Voodoo, whatever. Ocean. She Hello. got it because yes. look at Andre 3000 was straight Atlanta yeah. hood. Got with him, got and with her. And now you see him on Hey Y'all. Now, or now he walking around LA with a flute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't that know man, what she got. That man ain't never been the same. Like you said. Man. None of them have. No. Common Common was Chicago Cole. That was her. And like you said, was wearing crochet bell bottom pants. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But that spiritual thing that, and even going delving deeper into like the feminine and the masculine energy we Mm -hmm. we can talk about. That's another show. Um, And the existence of that and how it Mm -hmm. presents itself. And it's not sex based, not gender based. It's a, it's a frame of how people relate to each other. But, you know, it's still a bit of a blurred concept to a lot of people. Um, it doesn't mean both people have the same belief system, the same religious belief system. It's a little bit beyond that. So I wouldn't say I'm religious. I'm a spiritual person who I have a connection with my creator. I wouldn't say I follow a particular doctrine. Mm-hmm. So there's that separation when I'm saying spiritual. It's not in that Bible 
sense or Quran or anything to that effect. It's it's more of a ethereal type of your higher purpose. Yes, and you connect with that and that person, mm-hmm. you know, and you figure out how you want to show up for the world, and you, to nourish it, you learn about each other's practices, beliefs, and why that's important to that person, and you take the time to understand the counterpoints in that other person so that you can maybe better understand it in yourself should that relationship go in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that was <laughs> the, the one thing I could think of. That's a good example. Cause that, I would also say that that was, they had a definite spiritual intim- yeah. intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say when we're talking about this, we talked about some obstacles, but not all, but mm-hmm. there are some obstacles to intimacy that, you know, we face um every we know every relationship has its ups and downs mm-hmm. um and those those ups and downs can sometimes make intimacy difficult at times and mm-hmm. so um or you know you've been with somebody for 10 15 years sometimes the intimacy fades right yeah. um we'll get we'll we i think we will talk about how no well, yeah, how to get back to that if you yeah. have lost it. Um, but some problems that can compare, Im- compare, impair uh, intimacy are conflict. Think about it. Resentment, anger. If y'all are mm. in the middle of a disagreement or a fight, you know, that's that could cause some um, some obstacles to your mm-hmm. intimacy. Stress, you know, think about parents. Like if you're a that's parent. Huge. Yeah, if you're a parent and you're stressed, you're always like having to work like you're a single parent or maybe it's a two parent household and someone got laid off or, you know, the parents are having difficulties in their relationships. So Mm -hmm. it starts to affect the relationships that they have with their children. You know, you are going to it's going to chip away at the level of intimacy you're going to be able to to exhibit in that household. True. Communication problems. Communication is a big one. Like if you aren't able to communicate. You know, with one another, it's gonna, you're gonna struggle. If you, if you have a hard time articulating your feelings or you feel like when I do articulate my feelings, I'm not being heard, mm-hmm. I'm being silenced, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells, there's gonna be issues with intimacy. I think communication is like the, the foothold or the cornerstone of what breeds everything else. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think that there are a lot of people who fear intimacy, but, and I think that the mm-hmm. fear of intimacy comes from a lot of different things, right? Um, it could be li- linked to your sense of losing your identity. You feel like I don't want to be intimate with this person because if I do, then I'm not going to be the individual anymore. It's going right. to be a couple. I'm going to be a pair. I'm going to always be associated with this person. Um, you know, a child is going to fear intimacy because they, um, they're going to be afraid of disappointing a parent. Mm-hmm. So they choose not to even have an intimate relationship with them because they don't want to feel that rejection of, of right. sorts. Right. They don't want to feel that, that shame or that disappointment because they feel like if I if I do have this close relationship with you, then when I disappoint you, I'm going to be hurt by that. And I don't want to. So I'm going to keep you at distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes there's traumas. Past traumas can cause you to have a fear of intimacy. It could be something as simple as your first time out the gate being like emotionally and physically intimate with somebody and they treated you the worst ever mm-hmm. and now from that point on every relationship you have you cannot get intimate because of that one time that one situation that one incident so for sure and then on the flip side on the positive note of the impact of intimacy uh when we're looking at intimacy like we had mentioned it's essential to any type of relationship sexual non-sexual it, it's a, for, a foundation for connection and communication everybody feels understood they can be themselves and they get the care and the comfort that they need 
from whomever they're interacting with that they need it from parent, child, spouse, spouse, partner, what have you, friendships and the like. As far as the physical and romantic part, there's an increased sexual desire. You know, couples experience more emotional intimacy. They um, experience higher levels of sexual desire and activity because they feel heard. They feel understood. Their partner, you know, they want to feel vulnerable. They want to get frisky now because they feel safe with that person. So they're more inclined to let their guard down. There's more relationship satisfaction. Um, They tend to be more satisfied and enjoying the relationship. Physical health, you know, if you're taking care of all of these things and you feel good about yourself, there's a tendency to make sure that you are healthy yourself. You're more inclined to take better care of yourself. And your mental health is is huge because you feel heard, you feel seen, and you're you're communicating at a higher level that you're like, okay, my mind is where it needs to be. I don't feel lonely. You know, I don't feel like I'm being ignored. And that la- it takes away from any negative effects of those things not happening right for your for your relationship. And so if you feel like right now that the that there are some obstacles to your intimacy, whether it's familial, uh, intimate mm-hmm. partner, uh, friends, uh, there's some ways to overcome that. Right. Um, name what's happening and identify your symptoms, right? It may not even be obvious to you. What are the Mm -hmm. obstacles that you're facing? Is it conflict? Is it stress? Is it fear of intimacy? Is it communication problems, right? You ask yourself questions. Do you isolate yourself from other people? Do you have low self-esteem? Do you have a hard time staying present during sex? Um, do you avoid letting people get to know you? If that's the case, then maybe there is something that's going on and maybe you need to, to kind of dive deeper into that to kind of figure out, okay, yeah, I am experiencing some issues when it comes to intimacy and I need to, I I see some of this, these obstacles. So let me figure out what's, what's at the root of it. Um, maybe you need to figure out what your boundaries are, right? You know, um, you could have a fear of intimacy, but it's understandable because of some type of trauma, like sexual assault or Mm -hmm. neglect, right? Childhood neglect. Um, so maybe you have your guard up for a, a reason and maybe you need to heal that part. Maybe there's, you know, cause a lot of times after we've been abused, whether it's, you know, by a, a, a love interest, intimate partner, a family member or something, we try to protect ourselves from judgment and further harm. And mm-hmm. we do that by isolating ourselves from the rest of the world. Sometimes we do it physically by just not being around people, but sometimes we do it with our emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's where we, you see a lot of lack of intimacy in between couples, or maybe you're with somebody right now and you just can't get close to them and you can't figure out why. And maybe it's because they have had some trauma in their life that is keeping them from really fully experiencing all levels of intimacy and a very pure and vulnerable standpoint um communicate your feelings tell a parent like look i'm having a hard time building trust with you because you did something that made me distrust you and that has caused me not to be able to have any type of intimacy with you at all Mm -hmm. and we need to fix that we need to heal that we need to work on that Mm -hmm. um it's okay to tell people in your life. I think this is something that's very important. We never tell, I feel like people are afraid to tell people in their lives what they need for them to be safe in their relationship. Yeah, that's huge though. Like that's, I think even when I've been in therapy or through my studies with psychology and stuff like that, that is one of the pivotal points of a relationship, being able to communicate if you feel safe or not. 
yes. and what safe looks like to you. What does it look like? Um, you know, it, it, that's something that I had to learn, like you said, through therapy, which is like, what makes you feel safe? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what makes people feel safe is connected to levels of intimacy, your mm-hmm. love language. Like what makes you feel like you can really open yourself up to somebody. And right. once you feel like you've, you've discovered that and you have the communication with your partner or your loved one, if they're not receptive to that, then you need to figure out what your next steps are going to be because it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging moving through that relationship because I'm going to tell you, I know firsthand, if you don't, if I don't feel safe and safe isn't always about like physical safety. Like, right. I know you can beat somebody up for me or yeah, I know you can it. protect me. No, if it's I don't feel, right. If I don't feel safe. I am not going to have any level of intimacy with you whatsoever because Mm -hmm. I don't feel like you will be able to protect my emotions, my heart, Mm. my mind, my spirit in a way that's going to make me be comfortable with letting go. And I feel like a lot of women who are these strong, independent women, I feel like they're that way because they just don't feel safe. Yeah, that's true. But think about it on the flip side of that. It, depending on how you were brought up or whatever yeah. your life experiences are, you may not know how to feel safe to feel myself. safe yeah, so that true. you can make someone else feel safe. That's true. Those so are, that those you are guys facts. are kind of like just in an endless dance. cycle mm-hmm. and it just is forever not broken. And then I think that's also why certain relationships, parental, familial, just don't work Yeah, because you have to do the work. Right. Uh, like the holistic psychologist. Um, I can't remember the name of the book, but it's amazing. Check her out. Check out the book. It's a great book. Um, and she has an IG page, but she talks about all of this stuff and how do you feel safe and what does that look like? And if you don't know what that means, you can't give it to anybody else, let alone yourself. Right. You can't give it to yourself, let alone anyone else. Those are facts. And I feel like hopefully for my daughter, for everybody else's children out there, that it will be better for them. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us are learning a better way. And hopefully my daughter will meet somebody's son and their son is fully healed because their parent did the work and mm-hmm. their parent put the time to invest in making sure that their son or if she chooses something else, mm-hmm. whoever her, her partner is, um, I hope that they their parents did the work to really nurture them and make them whole so that you don't come and be dusty with my child. <laughs> <laughs> don't be dusty. Cause my child ain't going to be dusty with yours. Okay. Right. My child ain't going, my child is going to be like, sometimes it makes me like emotionally, like I, I well up. Right. Mm-hmm. Because my child is so in tune with her emotions at such a young age. She's so empathetic. And I hope that the world does not fuck her over and because make her hard and cold because she is such a sweet child. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. She got some spicy parts too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. She it got some true. spicy parts to her. She really, really does. But she really cares and is in tune. Like I was the other day, I got so stressed or frustrated over something and it didn't even have anything to do with her. And I was like, Oh, she came over to me. She put her hand on, on my shoulder. She's like, mom, are you okay? And I was like, right? She's like, are you mad? Are you angry? I was like, no, baby, I'm okay. I'm okay. Mommy is okay. You don't got to worry about mommy. Mommy is going to be okay. 
And then, you know, I realized, I was like, you know what? Mm-mm. I said, you know what, Charlie? Mommy's not okay right now. And th- that's okay. I was like, mommy's just a little frustrated. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. I was like, and sometimes we get frustrated. And it's okay to express your frustration. Right. As long as you're doing it. In, yeah. As long as you're doing it in a healthy mm-hmm. way. And then she looked at me. She's like, okay. Because I didn't want her to think like, oh, mama's like, because I do that. Like, I've been trained to be like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. I'm fine. I'm good. You ain't got to worry about me. And I was like, no. That's a that strong thing. Yes. I stopped myself. I was like, you know what, Charlie? No. Mommy's not okay right now in this moment. But I will be. I was like, I'm just frustrated over something. It has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I was just trying to, to get something accomplished and it didn't get accomplished. And I was like, sometimes that happens. But I'll be fine. I'm going to recover quickly from it. We'll be good. She's like, okay. And I felt like, whew, I've, I learned. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I am teaching her. Right. And I think it's important to that point. So growing up, I was, na- I was deemed as the sensitive child mm-hmm. of an empath, which I didn't learn until later in life. Mm-hmm. So I pick up on people's emotions. I feel mm-hmm. what other people feel. Some people think I'm too nice. People think I'm too sensitive. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I used to feel like I would get offended by that. Mm-hmm. But for me to be able to be in a position to express what my feelings are, that takes a lot more courage to me than hiding and saying everything is fine. Right. Because you're able to talk through. Now, the only thing with that is some people mistake that kindness for weakness, mm-hmm. which is to, unfortunately, some people's detriment. And this is, and the world does not take kindly to those that have um, that part of their emotional wearing their heart on their sleeve to to their benefit and it mm-hmm. and it's a balance to the way the world is and mm-hmm. the world has become but you got to have some humanity yeah and you yeah. have to be able to gauge it but i think being able to communicate and feel that you're vulnerable and to express where your head is at and if you're not okay um i think it also goes back to the whole you don't telling people not to cry Right. Like you're, you're teaching people to suppress their emotions. You're teaching people not to share. You're teaching people not to connect, not to communicate and not to be able to, to embrace who they are and what they're feeling, which in turn, um, I would say is a detriment to your mental health. And that's why the, one of the last things that you need to do to be able to overcome some of these yep. things is go get professional help, which we always exactly. say. Exactly. Which we always Ex- say. Exactly. So, and then when you have all these things, and let's say you go get your professional help, you take those lessons learned from them. How do you nurture your intimacy in, in any relationship? You know, like, like Z mentioned before, it's normal for relationships to feel stagnant, like the spark is gone, life be lifing. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, everything gets in the way. And before you look up, you know, months later, you know, a year later, things are different. And you're like, how did that happen? You know, because you settle into a routine and, you know, you have to figure out a way to how to reignite that. Make it a point to show your appreciation for your respective partner, parent, spouse, mentor, what have you. Because to, to pour back into those people and hopefully they'll be able to pour back into you as well. And, you know, take time for gratitude. I know like mindfulness has been like all the rage over the past couple of years, but there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of substance to being mindful and having gratitude for someone for saying thank you, gifts or favors, but not I'm just like snowing people with gifts or anything like that, but coming from a genuine place of appreciation. 
And then making an effort to invest and learn about the other person, be it your, your, whatever connections you may have that we've already talked about, you know, people grow and change. And I think it's this, this statement I think is huge for all of us that a lot of our relationships change because we're changing and we may not be aware of that we're changing, but we also take point that the other person is changing as well. So you kind of have to pause and take stock and figure out who that person is in this new phase of their life, because you can't remain stagnant your whole life. Like you, you have to evolve. And when you evolve, your needs change, your level of intimacy and understanding of intimacy changes. And what does that look like and how are you able to interact? Setting aside time for each other, planning a date night or a monthly board game night with the family. I know my family, we're a very affectionate family. We have, like any family, we have our issues, but we always would have, we would have game board night, Uno or Monopoly and all that other stuff. And you know how Monopoly is. That that game is treacherous when it comes mm-hmm. to family. That and Scrabble. But, you know, that's a time of bonding, appreciation, you know, check-ins um, on on each other before bedtime. So there's one thing. So with me and Z and me and all my friends, right, anytime we part from each other, we're like, text each other when we get home. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter where or how far you may be from somebody. You, lever- you always, and I think that is a level of intimacy and interest and appreciation that you have for our friend group, for our tribe, because we want to make sure that we're good. You know, we all have our respective relationships within the, within our group and our tribe, but we do vibe checks. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, get a pulse on where folks are. Cause we know we're not always able to do that all the time, but when we are together and we part, there is that check-in, how y'all doing, which what's up, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then the unplugging and focusing on each other. And that's, that is like putting, and the unplug is huge, man. Cause I, when I tell you people are addicted to their phones and have no conversation with the phones and they don't know how to talk to people, there's no way that you can develop intimacy if you're not talking to somebody like, or, right. or in, engaging with someone at some level, spending times on electronics, you know, you need to, to put it down, give people the undivided attention that they deserve. Nobody on the TV or in the phone or in that, that thread is that important. Because that's when you miss subtleties of maybe when someone is crying out for help. I think that's a lot of times when people miss those things. And then not even like just being physically in the space of somebody and and seeing how that you can pick up things where that you're able to engage on a more intimate level with someone when you are not attached to your phone. You know, tackle a project together, work on something like, you know, we've we've had we haven't done this in a while, but we used to get together. Um. I guess it was pre-COVID, for our little um, vision boards and like chit chats mm-hmm. and all those things. And we still have our, our time, but that that's like another check-in type thing and doing a project that we're all working on together at the same time. And then, you know, convey to everybody what your interpretation of intimacy is to you. Mm-hmm. Tell your loved mm-hmm. one, whomever that may be, if it's like, do you want to spend time together? Do you want to go and go hiking or go shopping. Absolutely. Go to the nail spot. I mean, whatever, but communicate. And it all comes down to communication. If you're not having those conversations because you're too plugged into your phone, putting jeans around your neck, discovering shit that has already been discovered, like Christopher Columbus, you're going to miss the boat. You're going to miss that connection with people that is so vital to developing these intimate relationships that 
are paramount for our existence. And I feel like in today's world, that's not valued as much. And it's showing in, in how people show up by saying they don't want to do certain things or they can't be bothered or they yep. have anxiety. Yep. And I think anxiety to a point and not, this is not dismissing those who have anxiety. If you have an intimate relationship with certain individuals, I think that alleviates some of the anxiety you may have developed because you're in a position to communicate how you're feeling to somebody because you feel safe to alleviate what you may be feeling or showing up as anxiety. Right. You know, but that's my take on where we are with this intimate world or non-intimate world, however you want to call it. Cause I'm telling you, these electronics technology is the best and the worst thing that has happened to us. And I think it's robbing us Absolutely. of our intimacy tenfold. Yeah. It's uh, a lot. Yeah. It is, but we hope you you all learned something. Mm-hmm. You all learned something from it because it was, you know, it's a lot. And intimacy is just one of those things that we felt like was important to talk about because we've talked about so many relationship things. And 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 this is one of those aspects that we don't really talk about from all the other angles. Right. We always talk about physical intimacy, but we're never talking about all the other things. And we are back. This is the last sip of tea with your hood Dalai Lama. I am your hood Dalai Lama. I don't have anything to say other than make sure your kid ain't dusty because I don't want them to come to my kid being dusty. <laughs> don't want no dusty kids. She ain't going to be dusty. I don't okay? want my niece link, linking up with no dusty people. No. Okay? We, she, my, 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 my child is not going to be with a, a dusty. No dusty. She is going to be very, very in tune with her feelings, her emotions. And not apologize. And don't y'all. Right. So don't y'all come over here with y'all dusty kids trying to get her to change her boundaries. Because <laughs> that's not the type of time we on over here, okay? <laughs> facts, facts. So thank you all for joining us this week on Sippin' Tea with Nat and Z. As you know, you can follow us on IG, Sippin' Tea underscore Nat and Z underscore pod. And on Facebook, Sippin' Tea nat and z to get info on upcoming podcasts topics guests and news thanks for listening and catch us next episode where we get into healing our inner child y'all yes well maybe i i don't know for sure if that's the next you may change it up for y'all so stay tuned because z be doing a bomb job distributing all the graphics and all that so much props to you z on handling that with the ig and the little tidbits and notes and all that stuff so You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) All right, y'all. Have a good week.